Hi everyone, welcome to Crime Cults and Coffee. I'm Bryn. I'm in such a good mood today for many reasons, but some of which is the weather and weather-induced because I am definitely a warm weather girl and today was almost 90 degrees outside. Granted, I spent most of my day in a building at work, but the moments that I got on my lunch break and such were just so nice to be outside. And then after work, I got to hang out with my pups outside a little bit. And aside from that, it's also 7.30 at night right now. I'm recording and it's still light outside. So, so many things to be happy about. Warm weather is officially here. Hopefully it's here to stay. And yeah, that's my, (laughs) that's why I sound in such an uplifted mood. Although maybe a little bit nasally because it's also allergy season. So there's that, but I'm happy about it. I don't care. Come at me allergies. I'm good to go. It's warm outside. And with enough willpower as well, I might just have myself a date night tonight with my husband. Let's hope that he decides he wants to go out to dinner because I really, really want to. Moving on into the recommendations, which I still have not received any recommendations from you all, and I could greatly use them because I'm almost finishing all my shows now. So show-wise, please send them my way. Right now, aside from Blacklist, which I mentioned last week, I started the fourth season of Love is Blind. I had only watched the first season previously, so I skipped two and three, but I started four out of complete boredom, probably over the weekend, I'm thinking, and I got completely sucked in, and now I'm... (laughs) living off of seeing what happens and who goes through with the engagements. And if anyone watches, you know what I'm talking about. And I don't know if this could be a true recommendation in regards to, oh, this is a really good show, but in regards to if you really like watching bad reality TV, here's my recommendation for you. Aside from that, I don't think I have anything else to recommend. I'm not really reading anything right now, which will hopefully change soon now that it's nicer outside because I tend to read more when it's better weather. I don't know why. So I will not waste any more time and I will jump into our coffee review for this week. So to be completely transparent, because it was so warm out today, I came home and the only coffee I have in my house I would have to brew And there was no way in hell I was drinking hot coffee with the humidity and the heat. And I did not have enough time or patience before recording to have it sit in my fridge to cool down. So instead of a coffee review that I'm drinking, I am going to do a coffee recipe for you this week. And I geared it more towards a nice refreshing coffee to drink and it's definitely cold. Nice refreshing coffee to drink in warmer weather. So the coffee recipe that I'm going to be giving you today is a fresh blueberry cold brew latte. And as mentioned in past episodes, I'm typically not a fan of fruity coffee, but most of the time that I've had blueberry coffee, it hasn't been too much of an issue. So I figured I would recommend this one or actually suggest this one because I haven't tried it yet. Because number one, it looks 
freaking amazing. And number two, it's something that I feel I might actually like if I try it. As mentioned in the past, I do like blueberry matcha. And I did like that blueberry lightning coffee that we tried one time from Fable Grounds Coffee. So figured that if any kind of fruit was involved, blueberry would maybe not be a bad choice. So you do need to make a blueberry syrup for this. And according to the recipe, the blueberry syrup actually makes enough for eight lattes. So keep that in mind as you're making this. And I will post this recipe to the Facebook and I'll post a picture on Instagram because it looks absolutely delicious. So for the blueberry syrup, you need two cups of fresh or defrosted frozen blueberries, water and sugar. And then for the latte itself, you need cold brew coffee, homemade or store-bought. You need the blueberry syrup that you ended up making, ice, milk or cream of choice, and whipped cream, which is optional, and then fresh blueberries for optional garnish. So there's a whole list of instructions for the blueberry syrup, which I'm not going to get into, but I'll tell you pretty much the summary for making the latte after you have that final blueberry syrup result. So for the lattes, you're going to fill your glass with ice, add the cold brew, and two to three tablespoons of the blueberry syrup, And the instructions say this is completely to taste, so to adjust it as you go, because obviously the more you add, the sweeter it might be. And then you're going to top off the glasses with cream or milk or a milk alternative of your choice, and you're going to stir it to combine. And again, this is to taste. You're adding as much milk as you like. And then you're topping each glass off with whipped cream, a couple of fresh blueberries, And then you can also drizzle more blueberry syrup on the top if you want. And it looks so unbelievable. And this is from yestoyolks.com. And the girl that made it did this whole review and post about it. It's like a little blog. And she just went on and on and on saying, oh my God, I don't know what to say besides, oh my God. She keeps saying this over and over about how amazing this cold brew is and one little part that I want to read from her blog because it stood out to me since I'm not a fan of sweetness. She said and I quote, it tastes like coffee and a blueberry muffin made a baby but not in an overly sickeningly sweet artificial tasting way. A lot of flavored coffees and creamers do not taste good to me for that exact reason. Way too sweet. Way too artificial. Anything quote-unquote French vanilla makes me want to bomb, just not my thing. But she said, this is amazing. So I'm going to have to try this one. If any of you listening, give this a try. Please let me know what you think. And yeah, we'll leave it at that. So on to today's episode. So grab your coffee and have a morning with us. For today's episode, I am actually going to be covering two separate cases because they were a little bit on the shorter side, but I felt both equally important to discuss and maybe not as well known and out there as they should be. And with this episode is also going to come calls to action for both cases discussed. So please take the time to not only look at that within our resources on Facebook or within the episode's show notes. But please, 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 
If you have any information, take those steps, utilize that information, and also utilize the calls to action for the GoFundMes that are going to be included. The first case that I'm going to be discussing is that of Courtney Owens. Courtney was born Courtney Latrice Owens on July 6th, 1988. She was 34 years old at the time of this story. Her mother is Andrea Owens, and she lived in Snellville, Georgia. Courtney had a 12-year-old son. She was an entrepreneur, and she owned a used car dealership named Royal Court Motors. This was located near Snellville, where she lived, and it was at the intersection of Centerville Highway and Annistown Road. Courtney had a boyfriend and or fiancé named Stoney Williams, who also happened to be her business partner with the dealership. So the reason I said boyfriend slash fiancé is because a lot of the articles mentioned him as her boyfriend, but according to an obituary, which was written by the family, he was presented as her fiancé. So for the rest of this episode, I am going to refer to him as her fiancé. Courtney was a very hard worker and had a heart of gold. She was also described as being the person that everyone could count on. Courtney would be there for those that she cared for and would, quote, surround them with love no matter what, and that was a quote from Eleven Alive. Friday, December 9th, 2022, Courtney was working in the dealership, and she had stopped in to finish up work. That afternoon, around 2.30 p.m., she had been in the offices located inside the business when a masked man entered. According to witness reports, this masked man walked up to Courtney, made her kneel, and shot her in the head with a rifle. My heart is absolutely breaking for this woman. The gunman then left, and no one else was harmed during this incident. Before Courtney had passed, she was allegedly able to give police a name. According to her mom, Andrea, quote, right before her last breath, she said his name. And that was a quote from Atlanta News First. Moving on to the investigation, witnesses were interviewed by police. CCTV from the dealership and nearby businesses were also checked. That afternoon and night, detectives also interviewed Stoney Williams, who, remember, was her fiancé and business partner. Eventually, Gwinnett County Police came to the following conclusion. A man named Wesley Vickers was hired to kill Courtney. This was the name of the man that Courtney had given to police before she passed away. Not only that, but they believe that Williams was the one who had hired the hit. Vickers was arrested on January 6, 2023, and Williams had come off as being a grieving fiancé until the speculated truth came out and before the arrest of Vickers. He had even made a Facebook page in honor of Courtney's memory. And this is a quote from Eleven Alive, quote, He described her as an angel on earth. He wrote that she shines so bright and he was longing to see her again. So what would his motive possibly be? According to police, Williams was breaking up with and or already broke up with Courtney. He also wanted to be the sole owner of the business. 
Again, this is speculation by the police. Just a little side note about Williams, though. He was arrested in May 2013 and charged with two counts of trafficking of persons. Prior to that, in June 2009, he had been listed as a registered sex offender in Rockdale and had been convicted of pandering by compulsion or distributing obscene material. So, not a good person. On to the aftermath. After the arrest of Vickers, Williams went on the run, which does not look good or in favor of his innocence in this. Vickers was charged with felony murder, malice murder, and aggravated assault. And as per January 2023 articles, which sadly seems to be the most updated information in regards to this case, Williams is still a wanted man and remains a suspect in the murder of Courtney Owens. Not only this, but Vickers has since divulged more information regarding the murder-for-hire plot. Let's hope he's speaking the truth and not just trying to get a deal on his end. And I just want to make it clear that I am in no way defending Williams, I'm just stating it this way because, sadly, this man has not been caught and has yet to be charged or face trial. So, according to Vickers, he was hired by Williams and was offered $20,000 to kill Courtney Owens and, quote, make it look like a robbery. He said he was supposed to initially get $5,000 and then the other 15000 after the murder. Allegedly, he was also offered $4,800 at some point by Williams. This was supposed to be to, quote, send a message before the murder took place. In regards to this, Vickers said that he was asked to shoot up a friend's house that Courtney had been staying at. He also said that he had actually planned on shooting Williams as well on the day of December 9th, 2022, but that Williams had never showed up. According to police, Williams has gone by different aliases at some point in his life. These include Sherrod Eric Henry, Jaheim Lamar, Lawrence Tyrell Robinson, ex-Superman, Alvin Marcus Williams, Stanley Williams, Stanley Lamar Williams, Stoney Williams, Stoney L. Williams, Stoney Lamar Williams, Stoney Lee Williams, and Stoney David Williams. So, there is a GoFundMe organized by Courtney's mom, Andrea, and I will include that link in our show notes and on the Facebook page. Please, 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 if you have the means even if it's like $5, $10, $2, I'm sure her family will greatly appreciate it. Also, if you have any information in regards to the whereabouts of Stoney Williams or this case, please contact the Gwinnett County Police at 770-513-5300, or you can also remain anonymous by contacting Crime Stoppers at 404-577-TIPS 
or 404-577-8477. You can also go to stopcrimeatl.com. There is an option to remain anonymous there as well. I will, as always, include this information in the show notes as well, as on Facebook, as maybe you're driving or at work and listening to this and it's really hard to remember all those numbers and all that information. Please, 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 if you know anything at all regarding the case of Courtney Owens, contact those numbers. Submit that information even anonymously. It will really help this case. And as mentioned, a suspect still needs to be found. So be vigilant, keep your eyes open. And sadly, this is all I have in regards to the case of Courtney Latrice Owens. So I am going to move forward on to our next case in this episode, which is about Markeisha Stone. So a little bit of background about Markeisha Stone. Her nickname was Keisha. She lived in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and was 33 years old at the time of this story. Her parents were Tammy Stone and Marvin Palmer, and her schooling consisted of Christian Life Academy, BRCC College, where she got an associate's degree in science, and then at some point she transferred to Fran U and got her BS in nursing. She was a mom of four kids, one daughter and three sons. Her dad Marvin said to WBRZ-TV, that she was, quote, a loving mom, did everything she could to take care of her kids. She was also described as running a tight household, but even though she was strict, she was nurturing with her children. She wanted to keep them safe and cared for. October 12th, 2022. That night, Markeisha was home in her apartment in Highland Club Apartment Complex in Baton Rouge, This was located on Jefferson Highway. Around 11 p.m., a gunman came in and shot Markeisha multiple times in cold blood. This is so saddening and traumatic, but sadly her children were present, but they were in another room when this tragedy happened. When paramedics and police arrived, they found Markeisha bleeding out in a bathtub which hopefully her children did not have to see because that is just so devastating. My heart is just breaking for this woman. I honestly feel like I'm about to cry right now. This is just so awful. She was taken to a local hospital, but devastatingly, Markeisha died. But there was so much more to this story. This gunman was 16-year-old Dwayne Barfield, And similar to Courtney Owens' story, he had reportedly been paid to murder Markeisha. They found him near the apartments after the shooting, and he confessed. However, he told police that he was asked to carry out the murder by someone else. Police took Barfield and the person who had hired him into custody. The mastermind of this plan was also 16 years old. And she was Markeisha's daughter, Germany or Germine Lewis. Her name was pronounced differently in different sources. So Germany or Germine Lewis was her name. 
Regardless, she confessed to police in regards to her part in having her mom murdered. Why would a 16-year-old have her mom murdered? Or what was her reasoning in this situation? From what police gathered, Markeisha and her daughter, quote, had been at odds over where the girl wanted to live. And that was a quote from blackgirltragic.com. How and why that would drive someone to hire another person to take someone's life, let alone their mom's, is absolutely beyond me. This case was so hard to wrap my head around as well as the other one. In both, it's awful. This is someone that you trust, someone you love. And in Markeisha's case, it was someone she raised It was someone she brought life to. It's just unthinkable. Absolutely unthinkable. Apparently, she had paid the 16-year-old boy around $200 to carry this out. She had also planned this for a while and made sure that Barfield could get into the apartment that night. And before it even happened that night, She allegedly had brought her siblings into a different room in their apartment. So, she was the reason they were not in the room to witness this because she had pre-planned this whole thing. There are no words for how beyond twisted this all is. Lewis and Barfield were both held at East Baton Rouge Juvenile Detention Center Barfield was being charged with second-degree murder and possessing a weapon as a juvenile. Lewis was being charged as a principal to second-degree murder. As per an article from October 2022, Barfield's court hearing had been rescheduled for November 9th and Lewis's for December 5th, but there was no further information in regards to the outcome of their sentencing. I looked around, I tried to dig even into Reddit sections and stuff, which I don't always fully trust, and there was really no further information aside from when their court hearings were rescheduled for. So maybe they haven't happened yet, maybe they got pushed further and further, or maybe there is no one reporting on the story anymore, sadly. So Just like Courtney's case, there is a GoFundMe for Markeisha and her children. They are currently at around $3,200 and have a goal of $20,000, so please donate if you're able. These children not only lost their mother, but they now need help and resources. And again, I'm sure any donation, big or small, the family will be so grateful for. These kids need their help. They no longer have their mom. And this is just making a contribution towards that and everything that they have to deal with in the aftermath of what happened to Markeisha. So sadly, again, that is all the information that I have And I wish there was more I could present in both of these cases. Hopefully, one day there will be. And I hope that it's not because the media has forgotten about these cases and or they're on the back burner in some way, shape, or form. I hope they continue to update the public because 
these people matter and their stories matter and their lives mattered. And the whole thing is just so devastating. Again, it's hard to wrap your head around the fact that literally hired hits were put out on these people by people that were supposed to love them and care for them, that they were supposed to feel safe around and nurtured around and comforted around. In regards to Courtney, this was someone that I'm sure she had plans of spending the rest of her life with if he was her fiance. She was in a business partnership with the man and clearly that trust was completely thrown out the window with him. And in regards to Markeisha, this is her own daughter, her own flesh and blood. Again, someone that she brought life to. She brought her into this world and she did everything she could as a mother to protect her from the dangers within the society and the community that they were living in. And she turned out to be the worst danger of all towards her mother, which is just absolutely heartbreaking. And I hope that their family has continued to heal and move forward. I can't nor would ever want to imagine the pain that they're enduring with the loss of their loved ones. And in regards to the children who no longer have their mom and the safety of their mom, it's just it's just absolutely terrible. And I wish the world wasn't the way it was. But again, the least we can do and the least I hope my listeners can do, not with every case, but when you can, I hope you take the time to donate to these GoFundMes or sign the petitions. Or if you have information, call those numbers. Even if you're unsure, call those numbers, report what you know, and just do your part and do what you can. And even without knowing these people, we can make some kind of difference in their lives or some kind of small momentum maybe towards them being able to move forward and get justice and or have the means to move forward in the way that they deserve to. So please check out the show notes. If you can, donate to the GoFundMe. If you can't, it's okay. And when you can in the future, please do that. And then if you have, again, any information, those numbers, the resources you can use in regards to Courtney's case and bringing someone to justice that is still MIA, you can call those numbers, you can report anonymously, and they will be on the Facebook as well. So again, apologies for it being a shorter episode this week. I tried to put both cases in there because, as I mentioned, I feel like they are both equally important and deserve to be covered even though they're on the shorter side. Courtney Owens and Markeisha Stone, remember their names, remember their stories. Again, hopefully we'll have more information about them in the future. If anything further comes out, I will make sure to put an update episode. So without further ado, I think I'm going to get into the spiel. You can find Crime Colts and Coffee on Instagram. That's where I post pics of coffee reviewed. I put the episodes and pictures of the people in the episodes that I'm covering. 
A lot of it is in our highlights. If you want to look at past episodes, past coffee reviews, any important information, merch updates, anything like that. The link tree is also in my bio on Insta that has most, if not some, of the listening platforms that Crime Colts and Coffee is on. You can also go to Facebook at Crime Colts and Coffee. That's where I put any resources, photos, links, or call to action in the episode that has come out for this week. And most of the time, there's reposts from Instagram there as well. So make sure you kind of skip around those if you want to find the resource information and or links. And here's probably my favorite part of the spieli spiel. If you have a listener story or case suggestion, please, please email me at crimecoltsandcoffee at gmail.com or DM me on crimecoltsandcoffee on Instagram. I love the listener stories. Can't get enough of them. Need more. Need more. And I love the case suggestions. Still catching up, but we'll take more. Please send them on my way, as well as your conversation, loving feedback, loving you guys interacting with me. And if you would be so kind, if you like the podcast, you can leave a rate and review on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any listening platform that allows you to do so. You will get free stickers! And if you don't want to leave a rate and review, that's okay. Or if you can't, that's okay too. It helps the podcast to be seen. But in placement of that, you can tell your friends, you can tell your family, pass it on to listen to Crime Colts and Coffee. So if you choose not to leave the rate and review, you can like, you can follow, you can subscribe, and that will let you know when new episodes come out each week. And until next week... If you got warm weather where you are, enjoy it. If you don't and you live somewhere that's really cold, my blessings go out to you. Maybe you love cold weather though, in which case you're as equally as happy as I am. And yeah, either way, wishing you happiness, a beautiful Friday. If you're listening on a Friday, maybe you're not, maybe you're listening on a Monday and this is your pep talk to not let the day affect you. It doesn't matter what day of the week it is. You can still be a happy human. And until next week, love you. Bye. regarding this case and our resources follow us at crime cults and coffee on instagram and facebook